think we should name the podcast WMMA all day, every day. Uh, yeah, welcome back to the podcast where Gugabe just suggested a very good name. Uh, repeat that, please. WMMA all day, every day. <laughs> 25 uh, days. That's the one. That's the one. I'm going to rename it right now. Let's do it. But we're back to go over the last card in Prague, which was actually really bad. We go over next card, UFC 235, which is actually quite good. Joining me uh, as is Gugabe and also a special guest, uh, Technical Tim. Uh, so hello. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here. Our pleasure. Yeah, we've started dragging strays in from Twitter, so that's good. <laughs> um, yes, we'll get to talk about Prague. Might as well. It's like four or five decent worthwhile fights there, I'd say. Yeah, they're in... How many good... Yeah. One of the only fights that I was looking forward to, I did in a body shot one minute in. So that's it. <laughs> His fucking signature body shot. <laughs> if you watch, if you watch oh, Michelle's tape, it shows up all over the place. He hits that uh, eight times a fight. Yeah, I, I had fuckers on Twitter being like, yeah, like I told you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really sure you called the body shot on that one. Yeah, min- minutes in when fucking Galatik is getting fucking tagged on the um, overhand right every single time. <laughs> hit, hit him with the Alda. I know, it's like, yeah, but how often does we say that? <laughs> But yeah, that one wasn't that interesting past, you know, everything that we should have seen coming. Um, yeah. Fajeda versus Houston Kavalov. And I think pretty much everyone was split on this one just because some people like Houston and some people think he's really bad. And thankfully, I was part of the latter camp and I had Fajeda in a bet. So that was nice. Yeah, it was a good, good fight. I just think that the um, wrestle boxing style just falls apart in the face of like that Wordoom King sort of. Pressure jiu-jitsu, pressure boxing jiu-jitsu um, style. Because you can't really take the pressure off by shooting. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, just I, think... I Go on. Um, yeah, I what? think Kabilov, too, gets boxed into this, like, prototype of being some really good top game Russian guy. Just because, you know, guys like Khabib and other Russian fighters have a really good top control. But, I don't know, if you just, like, what I, I, I was on... um. Diego pretty heavily too because I like his scrambling ability. But if you watch Kabilov, like he'll he doesn't really like hold guys down that well. Like even like Ben Henderson, who has controlled a lot more against Michael Chandler, was getting up rather easily. And I, I just I didn't think he could hold him down. And then on the feet, I think everyone was pretty convinced that Diego would kind of fuck him up there. It's a bit annoying he didn't get the sub. <laughs> oh, yeah. that fucking Back take in the first, at the end of the first quarter, was, the first round was beautiful. It was like one of my favorite jiu-jitsu moments of the year. Yeah, that was fucking sick. Like, I'm, I'm going to be watching now because he just like pivots into the orbits around them. It's crazy. I mean, I yeah. figured that Kabbalah would be kind of outmatched just because he couldn't hold down Cajun Johnson without getting triangled every three seconds. So it wasn't like shocking that it happened, but I was pretty surprised that like, you know, Kabbalah wasn't able to drag the hater into his low-volume shit fest. You know, good shit, good shit. Yeah, a good yeah. comp there when I was talking about, like, the, the wrestlers who are actually good at top control. Like, if you look at how easily Mak- it's Makachev who just dominated Cajun on the floor, right? And then if you look at Rustin, yeah. he really couldn't come close. And I think people just, like, think all these Russians are the same person, but they're not, so. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, next fight, oh, everyone's favorite tractor, Michelle Prezeris, faces, uh, I think 
Wonderboy's kind of an insult at this point, but I'll call him that anyway. Ismail Nardiev, the Austrian Wonderboy, who uh, out of Michelle Prezeris for a great portion of this year. I think that's going to be the upset of the year, to be honest, in terms of expectations versus reality. But that was like Madge fucking um, Edwards and just, you know, a minus a plus 500 came out and looked like fucking minus 300. I mean, it just felt like Prezeris, he didn't really know what to do when he couldn't just hold Nardia down. And Nardia was doing like, he was bridging very nicely. It's like Prezeris could have just held him down instead of position. And he just yeah. did yeah, he should have just he should have just sat in half guard. I feel like whenever you go to side control and pass the mount, you know that the the bridge and the hips come into play, and like Askren's kind of notorious for just laying in half guard at times. And other wrestlers, I think Cormier did it against Lewis for a while too. But when it, he kept doing that, he I mean he just bridged out. He did it like three fucking times. He would just bridge out and get right back up, and then Prezeris would be tired and get his ass beat on the feet. So yeah. I mean, yeah, as far as yeah. hit that's. Same bridge three times. Like, you know, that should have, that should really not, that should have worked once. <laughs> it, it's like, I, I never know who has what belt. Isn't he like a, like a high level black belt too? He's like free, free stripe. I think, yeah, for that sort of stuff, you have to look more at like competition results, to be honest. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, sometimes it could just be a matter of sticking around forever or whatever. It's just, yeah, I, I, if I'm capping Jiu Jitsu, I'll try and look at BJJ Heroes. Look at, like, if yeah. they've actually had like high level. Yeah, I usually don't pay attention to belts, but I was just surprised that like a bridge was working like that, especially when uh, I forget his name, that Austrian guy. He, I saw a fight with him where he got dominated on the floor like pretty yeah. recently against a regional guy. So, yeah, I mean, Crazy. imagine being on one of the longest streaks in the UFC and losing to a debutante, who I believe, and uh, someone told me this, had no coach at the time. That's just <laughs> Probably didn't, did he? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's just silly. But yeah, well. R.I.P. Tractor. Long live the king. Um, next fight. Do we care about Demir Hadzovic versus Marco Polo Ray? Oh, that's. Uh, I wasn't. Huge. I wasn't a huge fan of it. <laughs> it was kind it of happens. just like Polo Ray's blitzing forward into like leg kick combinations, yep. and figuring out that he was the stronger man and ragdolling him. It was it was fun. I know. Um, Hadjavik is a grappling coward. <laughs> I was not impressed. I mean, I, I, I mean, I made money off the fight, but I, I wanted the brawl. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is all you're here for. Just get, work for your fifty thousand dollar bonus. Fuck um, takedowns. <laughs> it's good for betting, though. I mean, takedowns are yeah. reliable sometimes. Yeah. True. Um. Yeah, next fight. Oh, do yeah. I don't care about Macedo Robertson. That fight was okay. I guess. <laughs> that was my fight of the week. <laughs> I'll shut the fuck up about that. I was just like ranting about that one on Twitter. I mean, it's kind of the thing. Like, I don't bet too much on women's MMA just because you can't really trust them. If that makes sense, for the most part, they don't. They're not good enough anywhere that they can't just be sucked into the other person's game. So I'm not like willing to die on the hill of women's MMA. I think I had Robertson here, but I'm not even sure. I had Robertson. I blind-tailed um, Technical Tim. I, um, I'm outraged. I want my money back. I think he should be great <laughs> <so hard. laughs> Yeah, I like... I, I don't always bet women's MMA, but I, I just saw kind of like a single-minded back-taking game, and I think that's sometimes reliable, and it, that 
probably beats like half the women's MMA roster. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going on Robertson here. And Macedo just gives up her back too much and rolls for dumb fucking leg locks. I think Liz Carmouche rolled for a leg lock this event too and almost gave up the fight. Oh, I remember that. That was horrible. I skipped that yeah. part. I just found other things with my time. <laughs> I'll, I'll just stop talking about women's MMA with you two, so it's all good. No, it's okay. I don't mind. If it's high level, I mind it. I, mean, no, I, I, want, I want lunch, so it's like I'm not, I've got no betting. I've got no bet on this, so fuck it. I mean, there are probably a lot of good plays in women's MMA. I just don't follow it enough to like look at them and be like, oh, this is a great play. I'll just, I just throw like fight goes the distance in a parlay sometimes, and you know, it works out. Yeah, that makes yeah sense. No, for sure. But next fight, Daniel Tamer versus Chris Fishgold. And yeah, this was a weird fight because Tamer got a point deducted like five seconds in. Oh, I did, what, yeah. was a, what was the point deduction for? I remember it. Uh, was it like fence grab. Fence grab. Fence grab. That's it was a good. really that's, obvious one. Yeah, that's a good point yeah. deduction too. Like, especially when, I don't know, Fishgold's main path is to get a takedown and, you know, yeah. Take your back and submit you. So I actually like that. I mean, yeah, that just makes me saltier about Romero Jackery, though. Sure. But I yeah, know, it's all over the place. Like Mendez Aldo, the first one. I mean, Aldo would have killed him anyway because Aldo... I know, but still, yeah, he should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chris Fishgold. I, it was a weird first round, and then Fishgold just took him down and like mired him. So you know. It is what it is. Tamer probably getting cut at um, at this juncture. The other Tamer probably yeah. isn't, but this Tamer is really, really bad. So yeah, he's really, he's really, really bad. He's like one of the worst fighters on the roster. I feel. I mean, I wouldn't be yeah. shocked. Uh, yeah, next fight, Dwight Grant, and you know the real one, not the imposter that we saw in Milwaukee, uh, decapitates Carlo Pedersoli. Like, I don't know anything like, about Carlo like, Pedersoli's game. I don't think there's much to know. He just generic sort of kickboxy sort of dude. I don't know. I, I felt like Pedersoli was winning that fight up till he ran and got his head taken off. Well, yeah, but I mean, Grant was like that kind of guy, like, you know, shitty version of Yoel Romero, where he just calms down for a long ass time and then he just kills him. Yeah. But, I don't know. I tried to sold him by um, decision, so I was annoyed that they haven't fucking ended the round. <laughs> Just like, oh, round one round in the books. <laughs> I, had, I, I had Grant KO, so I was like really, really happy, but I just like didn't want to play his money line because he'll just not throw volume for like four minutes at a time. But yeah. I was pretty much fading Petter Sully's chin. I mean, he's been knocked out recently and he gets dropped a lot, so. Yeah. I mean, you don't really have to have a bad chin to get killed by, um, by Cowboy Oliveira, though. Yeah, true. Like both times, you got true. caught viciously. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, Ankalaev now. refusing yeah. to finish up her. That was that was all the Ankalaev KO betters got absolutely screwed because yeah. I've had the finish in the first round. He just not him. I was expecting like a corner stoppage or something. Surely, like they take a look at his nose and be like, "That's fucked." Uh, corner stoppages are too rough. You can't. I know. They just gonna fuck you over. Yeah, when they do happen, it's to, just to fuck me over. I'm still first off, but I had this massive middle on um Lauzon Gutzmarker where if it finished in the first half of round three, I would have made like two grand. <laughs> <laughs> I am still pissed. <laughs> that fucking that sucks. Do quits in the fucking still. 
stopped. Yeah, stop on the stool. I remember that one now. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was, it was the right decision, but still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not right for the bet, though. I mean, it's just not reliable enough. If if it was reliable, then like I think you could bet corner stoppages more. It's just. But uh, yeah, Klitson landed like one shot that seemed to stagger Ankalaev. And Ankalaev just punched his nose off and calmed down for the rest of the fight. So that line was way off. Like it got. Yeah. It, and I'm not just saying that in hindsight. Like I think even Kugabe and I think all three of us were like ranting about how that line, it got bet to like minus 190 or something. I know. What were people saying in what was that in um Mabruk? Because like yeah, Craig subbed Ankalaev, but it wasn't a consistent. Yeah, and like Abreu is just like, is he's like a takedown guy and like sub you from top type of guy. Like he isn't really a bottom player from what I saw. And it's like Ankalaev is a pretty fucking good wrestler. Like I mean, he got taken down a couple times versus Craig, but for the most part, he he's pretty strong from a defensive wrestling standpoint. So I I have no idea. Like, I don't know, just like flash sub, I guess they were thinking from the Paul Craig, but. Yeah, that's why he's going to get guard subbed again. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Ankalaev and um, Ismakilov both annoyed me because they had such. The Russians just don't seem to have much killer instinct. They just think they have where they just do not give a shit about finishing. Yeah, yeah I mean... it's, hard to... <laughs> it's hard to know. But, like, I, 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 I've seen him get the finish in, like, regional guys. I think he, he beat the fuck out of Wagner Prada, like a former yeah. UFC guy. Um, yeah. But I feel like he should have finished Craig, too. Even what's his name? Um, what's the guy who beat Alvarez, the Russian dude? Konchenko. Uh, He's got the same thing. Konchenko's had, like, fucking massive finishing opportunities, both his fights, and he's just going, ah, oh, fuck it, I can't be fucked. I mean... Yeah, you... I feel like Uncle Ive was just too conservative after the Craig finish. He's just, you know... He knows he has the decision in the bag, so he just... It was a really, really bad fight, and it could have been, you know, more of a statement. It should have been. But, you know, Abru does have a win over Johnny Walker, and Johnny Walker's a superhero. So maybe Uncle Ive was just a bit too skittish. Um, Probably the last interesting, relevant fight, Jan vs. Dodson. That was fun. Uh, I enjoyed that. I think mean, Dodson KO taking a shot like plus 900 was fine because like you got knockdown. <laughs> that's all I want. Yeah, that's. I mean, it wasn't a bad call. That's. I think I'm pretty sure the trouble Yan's been in in his entire UFC career so far. Well, like if you if Dodson had just landed a little bit hard on that knockdown and knocked him out, it wouldn't have been a shock. Yeah. Um, overall, it was all Yan. He got like multiple 10-8 rounds. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, he's really fucking good. Yeah. I feel like there's for um Yan versus Asunso. That just feels like yeah. the make right now because I want Asunso, you know, to fuck off. And <laughs> it's like you're you're in the two you're in the top five for way too long. Leave. And you know, he's off a loss and Yan deserves to step up after killing Dodson harder than anyone else has ever killed Dodson. So I feel like that fight's uh, that fight is what's coming. And yeah, it seems like the fight to make. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, I yeah. I don't know if I would. Would y'all favor Yan over like Cody or TJ? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it, TJ I think not necessarily. Care. TJ, yeah, I'm Cody. sure about Cody definitely. Yeah, but like, I I would take Yan personally over both of them. Like, 
I, I just think he'd get inside and find their chin like pretty easily. Yeah. Yen's just ridiculous. I love the dude. He's great. Yeah. I just think that um, TJ's got more options than Cody does, really. If um, Yang can get inside, like I mean, I can see, I can see TJ may may be able to do more to make it um, interesting. Well, Cody, I just feel like he just gets chin checked. I doubt yeah, TJ yeah, just gets yeah, absolutely sure. washed because TJ is pretty difficult to absolutely wash. His last fight aside, but I think Yen might have gotten in. I'm not even sure to be honest. I kept that at like evens. Yeah. But. Mirage is the abandoned white goat, though, so let's just move on to Mirage. Yeah, the rest of it sucks. Uh, Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Stefan Struve's retirement fight. We'll miss you, Struve, kind of, for comical misuse of range. And... Oh, jeez, that was hilarious. That was just a shit fight. That was, that was perfect heavyweight, peak heavyweight. It was just in a nutshell. Dilema just walked up to him and, like, bombed him with the right hand in the first 10 seconds. Did, did crush nothing with the um, top position for the next four minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, Struve is long and annoying, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny how he's long and annoying on the ground, but he can't bring himself to be long and annoying on the feet. It's just the yeah. worst about him. Yeah. He just doesn't have, like, the that fast twitch muscle fiber and, like, athletic ability. He just can't move. Like, his feet aren't quick enough. Like, that's why he can't use his, his, uh, his reach, I feel. It's not because he's, like, not trying to. I just don't think he's like athletically capable to. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I think it's the sort of thing like even in sports like basketball, just getting the biggest guy isn't really going to be enough because you need actual skills beyond that. And Stefan Struve, he's skilled as a grappler, but as a striker, he just seems to have like no feel for it, I guess is the word. Like his career arc kind of reminds me of like George Roop. Where he got one really, really good KO, but then it turned out that he just wasn't actually great. So Yeah. Yeah, I have a funny joke with that like Struve Miochic fight. I've never seen it. And so I just like don't think it ever happened. <laughs> like I can't like I've I've never seen a high like I mean, obviously I know it happened, but I've never seen it. So I just don't watch it because I can't imagine it happening. I, like I can't believe he like KO'd Miochic. I mean, I know that was a long time ago, but yeah. It was fucking stupid. It was off an eye poke, like the other one, the other time Stipe got knocked down. It was, it was yeah. dumb. Uh, uh, yeah, main event, Jan Blachowicz runs face first to Tiago Santos and pays the cost. Oh, well, what happens? I was, I was surprised how well reserved and um, like back um, Tiago Santos looked. Yeah, that pissed me off because <laughs> I was relying on him being a fucking idiot and that's why I had a, a little bit on, on Jan and then he just like, yeah thought composed and i was like start going crazy like run into a counter please i mean um i had yeah i had one one going into the third yeah so did i just won the yeah, first i thought yeah i thought yarn was him. taking over a bit yeah and then yeah. he ran into a massive counter but i mean <laughs> yeah i felt like he i felt like he, he was on his way to an indecision yeah no i think so too I, it, it was close like both rounds I, I mean, I feel like I think I gave one to Santos, but thought it was pretty close, and I think I gave two to Jan, thought it was pretty close. Yeah. Like it, it was a pretty close fight, but I felt like, yeah, Jan was taken over a bit. But like, I, I was just hoping Santos would run in and go crazy, and then just get caught with like a a counter and club and subbed or something. But he just fought from the perimeter, like he fought smart. So yeah, I mean, I I like Santos as a contender now, just because 
I don't think anyone who plays a game like Jan Blachowicz is going to be able to, like, he doesn't even have a 1% chance of beating John because he's not going to have that. Like, for Jan Blachowicz to beat John Jones, it's going to take actual technical edge, where for Thiago Santos, John Jones, it's going to take, like, one moment of Jones yeah. and Santos spinning into him. So, yeah, I like Ooh. Santos more as a guy at the top of the division. It's just It just kind of sucks for Jan, but... I personally had to put 30 units on Michelle Okazu to beat John Jones by body shot, as we've seen in that last fight. It's a consistent path to victory. It's a signature. <laughs> it's one of those pro wrestling style signatures. It's just it's gonna happen every single time. Yep. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, that's the Prague event. Peter Yan is God. And that's the biggest takeaway from that. Now on to UFC 235, Jones versus Smith. Um, and this one is a kind of weird card because I can recognize that it's really deep, but most of the good fights, interesting fights, I don't see them being fun. Yeah. Yeah, but because I thought most of them are pretty one-sided. Like I was looking at the fight of the night prices, and it was mostly just... It's pretty much just Cody Munoz. Yeah, pretty much, because like most of the other like top like Jones Smith should be one sided ass whooping. Woodley Usman, I feel like it's gonna be one sided either way. Asker and Lawler, one sided either way. Uh, another see... one I, I could see Mickey Gall and Diego having like back and forth kinda exchanges on the ground with like momentum swings in the fight because yeah. um I don't know, Diego yeah, if you if you know what I mean. I could just see like top yeah. position and, and big blows from Diego and then maybe Mickey Gall like finishing him or something. Um, with like a club and subs. I, I can see that one being back and forth and fun too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I could see a few fights that have potential to be like Stevens Zabit is another one. Or if Stevens is just walking forward and punching the shit out of Zabit, I find it really, really fun. But like, the fights that, are, that make this card really good are really fun. That makes sense. Like, I don't think Woodley Usman is going to have a prayer at being fight of the night. No. Uh, yeah, from the bottom, uh, Pollyanna Viana versus Hannah Cyphers. Do Do you all have any take on this? I don't. Sorry, what? Uh, Viana versus Cyphers. Um, looking at the odds, I'm going to assume Viana wins by tethered WMA decision. I have no strong feelings. Yeah, I mean, I was told Cyphers might be worth the play. Viana is like really, really, really bad. But I'm just, this isn't the sort of fight I bet on. Um, next fight, Marlon Vera versus Frankie Science. He was supposed to be the great Thomas Almeida, but he got injured to the chagrin of everyone. And Frankie Science filled in. Um, I don't feel too strongly about this fight. Marlon Vera is fun, uh, but he kind of got his ass whooped by Guido Canetti in the first fight in the first round against him, and that's the opposite of encouraging because Kennedy sucks. But <laughs> yeah, I can I can see this going either way because Frankie Signs, I I only remember anything about Frankie Signs because he got one of the few really good decisions over a wrestle humper in uh, the Mar yeah. Cause... Yeah, Marab, um Dash the Dash Village. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I can see this going either way. I don't. I'd probably just stab at the underdog. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't. I think there's um, Vera kind of sucks. So yeah, I'd agree. 
but I'm not, I'm not really confident in like saying so it was like fucking 57,000 years old. So yeah, there is minus whatever. 200, which is kind of stupid. I don't know if I cap him like that against anyone. Yeah, pretty much. Artem. Hmm. Even Artem, like I mean, Guido, Guido Canetti was fucking winning around. <laughs> Guido Canetti was beating the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, Guido Canetti won round one, like, definitely. That was... Exactly. Well. Um, yeah, next fight. Gina Mazzani versus Macy Chiazan. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing their names correctly because I could not give any less um, of anything about these people. <laughs> Uh, I, I believe I believe Kiazan won the Ultimate Fighter at uh, Women's Featherweight, and naturally she's moving down to Women's Bantamweight, which um, which really says something. And yeah, a tepid women's MMA split. I, I actually uh, I I, I take this, and Mazzani is like pretty typical women's MMA. Like she isn't really capable of inflicting damage or doing anything. Like it's just like. I don't know. She she just like can't even hurt you with a punch. She's terrible. But I actually think the other is it Macy. Yeah, yes one. Yeah, I I take this. She's actually a she's actually pretty good. Like uh, she is a pretty good finisher. Like she's really good if she takes the back. Like she, she's one of the better women's MMA finishers, and and she's pretty green. And she's like really improving fight to fight. Like I I think she's gonna finish pretty easily in this, but um. I'm pissed people hit the line hard. She's like minus 170 inside the distance. I was hoping it would be like even money, but I think she's going to easily finish this fight. Hmm. Yeah. And My yeah, issue is, Tough House seems to produce like finishes for some reason. Like these people who aren't finishes elsewhere just get finishes inside the um, Tough House because, I don't know, reasons. Probably because everyone's <laughs> prepared. Yeah. Like you're fighting like five or six people in a row. Everyone's bad, so Yeah. They're probably not in like yeah, they're not like game planning and things either. They're probably just like going for it. I think they're only like two round fights too. Yeah, unless it's like one to one, I think it's two rounds. Yeah, yeah. But next fight. Um Dental Patients, Edmund Shabazian versus Charles Bird. And I think uh, I feel like Bird takes this one. But mostly because I was very, very unimpressed by Edmund Shabazian against um, against Darren Stewart, because I thought Stewart won that fight very clearly, but Shabazian just kind of dived at his legs and held on every single time that he could get there. So I think Bird gets this one because he was actually boxing Stewart up for a little bit, and he looked promising until he ate the elbow. So you know, uh, decent fight for low-level middleweight. Yeah, I agree. It's, you know, I just, I just say, um, well, it depends what Edmund Strachan looks like here, honestly. I, I just don't think he has, he'll have the wrestling edge, or I think we even have the game plan to go for the um, takedown the same way he did. Yeah. I think, could, I think that, that could have just been a one-off um, game plan for Stewart, honestly, because it's the obvious thing to do to Stewart. I mean, I don't remember Edmund looking like a particularly impressive striker on, like, the Contender Series. Like, he killed the but it wasn't great. Like, you know how you can look at some guys... Yeah and you'd be like he's really good and like you know like you look at Shane Burgos walking down a guy and it's like yeah this guy sucks but still this guy's amazing but Shabazian just went ham so. yeah it's like oh, yeah. Um, Hernandez on um, TNC I guess 
Yeah. What's his name? The one who just lost to Marcus Perez. That guy. I was like, yeah, he ran through some bum, but he just sort of blitzed him. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know if I'm actually going to, like, put action on this fight, but I, I actually think I'm siding with Shabazi in here. Um, but I, like, agree that there's, like, a huge, there's probably a pretty big striking gap. Like, Edmund pretty much finishes, like, I think his first five opponents have a combined, like, like three of them didn't even have records. So he just, like, knocked them out immediately because they don't even know how to fight, and he does. So it's like, I don't think that shows anything about, I, like, I feel like he could have finished any of those guys any way he wants. Like, he could have fucking plotted them if he wanted to because he's just so much better. Um, so I don't think that says anything about his striking because I see a lot of people online talking about how he's, like, some type of striker, but... I feel like the only competitive fight he's had is against Stewart. And I feel like that's what showed what his game is. And I feel like, I feel like he's a wrestler. I, I, I personally think his wrestling is uh, pretty good. Um, and I researched him and he was like a California state medalist, which is really hard to do because California is a huge fucking state and they only have one class. So that's like a lot of kids that he beat. Um, yeah. But I, I think he, uh, I personally think he's going to out-wrestle Bird here, but I don't know if I'm confident enough because if he doesn't play that game plan, uh, I think Bird will is a, is a more dangerous strike. I mean, I mean, Shabazian might, like, one-hitter quitter him, like, early, like, catch him. That's possible. But I feel like in a prolonged striking exchange, I like Bird a lot more. But I, I think Shabazian's going to be able to take him down and keep Matt returning him because even though Stewart isn't really known as a wrestler, I think his – I think he fights Matt returns really well and wears you out. And yeah, like I, I think if you watch Bojan, Bojan Boliskovic, whatever the fuck his name is, versus Bird, he pretty much did what Shabazian tried doing to Stewart. So I, I think Shabazian's gonna wrestle him here personally, but I wouldn't be surprised like if either guy subbed each other, if either guy knocked each other out, or if either guy got a decision. So I think there's like a big variance of outcomes here. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much capped at evens. Shabazian's a slight yeah. favorite. Um, I think it's very possible that Shabazian just decided to wrestle Stewart because he was scared shitless of um, of Stewart just bombing people. Because that's true. For middleweight, Stewart's a legitimately... So I think Shabazian might come in to strike. But he could. Because Edmund's in his corner, and we all know yeah. it's just that man is. So... Uh, yeah, I think it's a good fight. I could see this being fight of the night, actually. But mostly, it seems kind of binary, in a sense. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, next fight, Diego Sanchez um, faces Mickey Gall. And I the strongest feeling I have about this fight is just, why is it happening? And it's mostly <laughs> Diego Sanchez. Like, I don't think... Mickey Gall is amazing. I don't think he's particularly good at all. Most of his name value comes from taking out a guy who's a can to other cans. And I think Sanchez, he proved against Craig White that he still has something, but he also got hurt a lot by Craig White. And Craig White is just utter garbage. Um, I'm leaning Sanchez, like at evens, I would lean Sanchez. And so the bet is definitely Sanchez because I think Sanchez might just take Gall down and bully him like he did to Craig White but this is a fight where I could see like Gall kind of touching Sanchez on the chin and Sanchez just dying so. pretty much 
Yeah. A fun fight. <laughs> I, I I like. Yeah, it's. Yes. I I hit Sanchez heavy on Craig White, and it was still like I I think I max fed him. Like he he was a pretty big underdog in that fight. I remember. Yeah. And he like any time, Craig White landed, or there was like space between them for him to land he like wobbled Diego or hurt him so it just if his chin wasn't so shot I would fucking torch him on this line like I, I would play him really heavy I'm just so scared of his chin but um uh, yeah like like I, I pretty much concur with your breakdown Syrian yeah um Sanchez is uh, I just I don't know I, I feel I feel I'm worried about his chin and also go, I've, I think goals grappling is in that it's, it's better than White's. White is just terrible. White got the sun to my Neil Magny. Like Neil Magny is the world white goat, but still. I yeah. know. Didn't White get... Um, White just got kneed up against the cage, right? That's that, the weirdest yeah. day. Like it, that was just the weirdest. <laughs> he just died. Yeah, it didn't even look like he like threw force into it. It looked like he was like demonstrating like like the knee to observers and that like it looked like he stopped the knee like once it got to the head and he just like went down it was so weird yeah it was like a seminar or something straight up boot yeah i, I don't even Gaul, Gaul's grappling his top game's good like like i like his back takes uh i hit him in i hit him round one versus sullivan and like but but he's he's pretty bad on the bottom like if, if you watch against randy brown when he got put on his back like he, he was super fucking vulnerable um so like that's where i could see diego kind of like his path so it's just i'm so scared of that fucking chin yeah i feel kind of the same way i think like the the white fight did more for me to lose faith in sanchez than like his last two losses because like getting elbowed to death by brown and losing to Quinta that isn't like horrible because you know those two guys can crack at least decently. White yeah. just touched him, and Sanchez basically died with every single one. So, yeah, I feel. Um, yeah, this is one. I feel if Gall wins, it's going to be by knockout because Sanchez, like, he can. He seems like he can still grapple, and Gall's win condition seems to be Sanchez being totally shocked. I can see a club and sub, but it feels like if it goes to decision, it's going to be Sanchez. Yeah, that yeah, KO okay. line for Gall is like really good. I'm gonna probably hammer it, but because he doesn't like, like I could see a bookie being an idiot and just wiki capping and seeing that he's never won by knockout before. Um, like, like he's only won by submission, Gall. So, um, it could be like a Kevin Holland fucking then who who did, who's like uh, British guy? Harsh dude. Yeah. Um, John Phillips. Up at like, John Phillips. Yeah. Yeah, his subline opened up at like plus seven hundred and came immediately to like even money. So, like, I could see something like that happening with Gull's KO line. I, I have a feeling people are going to be all over that. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope not. But... Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next fight, Cody Stamen off getting his knee destroyed by um by Aljamain Sterling. This is Alejandro Perez, and isn't Perez is on like the weirdest run of weird decisions. Um, I think he got like a TKO once, and then the rest were just dumbass decisions. I remember he kind of robbed Sukumtot, and he got a dodgy decision over Wineland. But yeah, 
yeah, it's just, I'm, he's ranked. It's just, I'm not really sure how good he is. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, he's just sort of skidded through on these paper thin decisions. I just, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like about him as I do about Brett John, Brett Johns. In fact, I take Brett Johns over him. Did Brett Johns beat him? I like Brett Johns might have. No, he didn't. Think so? Did he? No, he didn't. Yeah. It just seems like the sort of thing that it just seems like the sort of thing he would do losing to Brett Johns. <laughs> I don't know. Medi mediocrity. Is that? Joe Soto losing in 30 seconds to a calf slicer. Oh, that was that that was so predictable. Everybody knew that was happening. Oh, fuck, I'm Max Ben Soto. I'm so pissed. <laughs> the meanest fucking's up. People were... Yeah, but then Max bet um, Aljo after that, and I made all the money back, so that was good. <laughs> Aljo make a dog to John's is just like one of the worst lines ever, I'd say. I've... It's like, what are John's actually proven? I don't think it was more about John's. It was more about Aljo getting like electrocuted by Marais's knee, and people. Yeah. He was probably like you know. He wasn't having ill effects afterwards, but people thought he might be having those effects because that knockout was nasty. Sure. Yeah, there's a thing like you'll you'll see people get gun shy betting on someone once they get knocked out, and like it, it'll just be. And I'm just saying, like, one random KO. Like, after Edgar got KO'd by Ortega, I feel yeah. like line versus Swanson was a lot more narrow than it should have been. And, like, like I get I get fading a chin, like, on Diego or something. Like, someone who's been in wars his whole career and then got knocked out, like, two times badly. But just, like, one random KO, that doesn't usually scare me away. But I feel like it does affect lines. So. I mean... It's the sort of thing where I could see a prolonged beating affecting someone's chin. Yeah. But Edgar just running onto an elbow and going out isn't that horrible for resiliency overall. Like, it's bad, but it's not any worse than the beatings that Edgar took from, like, Maynard, for instance, that he survived. If yeah. his resiliency was going to go, it was going to be from those Maynard fights, not from getting elbowed by Ortega, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, 100%. What's that Gaben doing? What's that Gaben doing at the moment? Is he? I mean, Holloway's busy, so. Uh, I'm feeling a Bechtick fight. I feel like that's how they're gonna book him, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I don't think he's been booked since the um, since the since he fell out of the Korean Zombie fight. Is it? Who's got? Is it? Uh, I would like to see him and Volkanovski. I feel like that would be. Uh, yeah. That'd be good. Like yeah, but I, I, I think, think after you killed Volkanovski. I think after they kill Moicano off, they kind of have to preserve somebody as, as the upcoming talent, I guess. Like yeah, Volkanovski. that's why they shouldn't do Volkanovski-Aldo, because Aldo yeah. would murder him. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Edgar, I, I, it feels pretty binary. Like either Edgar does Edgar things, or Volkanovski does their Volkanovski things. They're both in the same sort of space. I mean, I could see the fight being really fun. I think it'd be a really fun fight, yeah. Yeah. Because I think Edgar's not the kind to kind of fold card. Well, he's obviously not the kind of fold cardio wise like Mendez did, and he's also not going to fold from just being pressured. But I, I'm, I feel like I favor Edgar. I'm just not sure because Volkanovski beating Mendez just seemed um, like Mendez being bad than anything else. Mendez came in a lot worse than I expected. So I'd like to see that fight to see where Volkanovski stands. But I also feel like Volkanovski Holloway is the smarter fight to make for the division. Yeah, just keep turning it over. Dude, it's like it's like Mighty Mouse, in my opinion. Just 
keep you know give guys to um Holloway before they're really ready and then have them be beaten up by Joe Benavides afterwards. Aldo can become Joe Benavides. And Edgar is like, I don't know, John Dodson. Yeah, like GCA for me there or something. It's crazy Benavides Dodson never happened. Yeah, they've pretty much been in the same circles for a long ass time. Yeah. Was it was it was it um booked? I don't think so. I don't remember it ever being booked. No, but... it's, yeah, it's I just find it weird they never they never um tried it. Yeah, no not a coin topology, never announced. Hmm. Bizarre. Um, um, yeah, next fight, Johnny Walker, everyone's favorite meme lord, um, faces Misha Serkinov. Um, I'm really feeling Serkinov here, but that's mostly fading Walker. I think Walker has, he's Vulcan Ozdemir, basically, getting weird knockouts that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. I think he's better than Ozdemir, but... Yeah. <laughs> but he's I know, like... I, I... Prototype. I don't know if he's better than Ozdemir, to be honest. There's nothing ultra convincing there. Yeah, just like, well, because at least he's at least he's landing kill shots. Ozdemir just boot people. <laughs> like when a Walker hits yeah, somebody, but... you go, "All right, that was fucking hard." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we also saw Ozdemir go like three rounds with uh, OSP. He lost that fight, in my opinion. But yeah. at least we saw him actually have a game that let him survive against OSP. Or Walker's just kind of come in and killed big hitters without showing an inkling of his game past the first. What minute? Have you seen his uh, contender series fight against like that Brazilian Henrique Silva guy who's been like cut from the UFC thirty five times? Yeah, yeah, like he's yeah, like like Walker kind of looked like a can in that fight, but but he is like obviously super fucking dangerous for um his like wild spinning techniques he fucking threw like like I wouldn't be surprised if he just like did a backflip kick and knocked off. Circum- uh, knocked out Circon off in like 20 seconds but then like I- I'm staying away from this fight I feel yeah Walker's just big and violent and that's the sort of thing that makes him annoying to bet on I think Circon off should be fine because yeah. I believe Walker got tapped out by that Abreu guy and Circon is a very legit grappler I like yeah. his just dominated Cummins I think I had a bet on Cummins in that fight and I just regretted it as soon as I saw him in the clinch uh, yeah, he mauled him from what I from what I remember. Yeah, like I like I feel like Serkinov should win too, but like I, I hate uh, yeah, Johnny Walker fights are just kind of like random. It, they're like it's kind of meme city. I feel. Yeah, pretty much. I think like ends in round one might be a decent bet. But... Yeah. Um, next fight, and now it's kind of heating up with Jeremy Stevens versus um, Zabit Magomed Sharipov. And I think this is Stevens' fight to lose, and I think there's a very good chance he could lose it because Stevens, he should be the better striker. In my opinion. I don't think Zabit has the outfighting ability to really be able to handle pressure. I remember he was fainted back to the fence by, um, by Brandon Davis and like yep. kicked punch, and Stevens has gotten pretty good at that. Um, and I think the thing about Stevens is you kind of know what you're going to get. You across the fence as long as he's able to, and I could see that giving Zabit some serious problems unless he can get the takedown. Yeah, much like that. Like I like um, I'm waiting for Price and Zabit submission because I feel like if Zabit's not going for submissions, he's gonna be in shit. And well, yeah, and I don't trust 
Stephen survive like 15 minutes, whereas Vite's like mostly um, wrestling and uh, grappling with him. Yeah, pretty much. I think like Zabit by decision is at plus one thirty six, and I think that's kind of silly because I think Zabit's win condition is takedown and sub, where Steven's win condition is strike with him, and I can see Zabit having the chin, um, you know, because his chin hasn't been tested, but I can see him having the chin to like survive a few glancing blows and like get hit to the body a bunch, but. I can't really see Zabit doing enough on the ground to deserve a decision while also not finishing Stevens. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like Stevens or Stevens has developed like over the years a pretty good like get up and defensive wrestling game. So I could see him and like Zabit likes to ride the back. Like I, I think he did that to Davis and then I he he, he submitted him with like a uh, what was it like the the yeah, Sterling thing. Yeah, story. like two of them two of them happened that night. Yeah. He likes to like ride your back. Um he'll like shuck underneath you and get your back and kind of work from there. But like if like Kyle Boshniak would just fight hands and he just kept getting up from it. And I feel like Stevens is essentially just like a much better version of Kyle Boshniak. And, yeah. and like, like you said, Sirium, like Davis kept pressuring up against his beat on the feet. And Davis would do that at times, and like Davis would tag him, like like Davis tagged him, and I feel like Zabit's pretty hittable, and like like not just at the end of the third round when they decided to go full like Holloway Lamas and just start throwing, like but he he he, he tagged him like multiple times throughout the fight, like he is he wasn't good enough to, you know, beat him in the overall like, like overall exchanges, but he would have moments, and I feel like if Stevens has moments, he might even knock out Zabit personally. Yeah, I mean, I guess the way I see it is Zabit isn't uh, like some sort of, he's definitely a very, very good prospect. And I think that's what it makes people be like, you know, he's perfect in every way and criticizing him. He's like, you know, you're shitting all over him or something. But I think Zabit is kind of in that prospect phase where if you can get away with being offensively really, really, really good against lower level guys. It's just that when your defense is tested, then it might all fall apart. And I think Zabit's shown some decent defensive instincts in the pocket. Like, Bakniak tried to pressure and stuff, but Bakniak has never enough boxer to really do much. And Zabit yeah. would look like that. Like, you know, if someone's swinging at you in the pocket, it takes some degree of good defense to avoid most of them. But I think someone like Stevens could just take him out as a function of raw firepower in the pocket. What do you guys think yeah. of fight not going the distance? It's like even money, essentially. Uh, I feel like there's some value there because I feel Zabit, I'd say, has kind of has to sub him, or he's kind of has to. Yeah, uh, I'd feel a little comfortable if he did. Yeah, I mean, I I see like obviously a, a pretty decently sized submission path for Zabit, and then I don't know. I feel like there would be a lot of wild exchanges. Like like Stevens could obviously knock him out too, and I even think like. It's possible Zabit could catch him. I mean, I, like I don't, I don't, I'm not banking on it or anything, but I just feel like there's a lot of like finishing opportunities here. I haven't decided if I'm going to play that, but uh, I'll kind of monitor the line probably. Yeah, I think Stevens is. I was actually expecting fight doesn't go to decision to be like at plus odds pretty heavily because Stevens is rated very highly by. At least I thought he was rated pretty highly by the public as a knockout artist because. Oh. Most of his really good wins have come by knockout. But yeah. 
that evens, which makes me think that either people don't think Zabit's a great submission guy or they don't think Stevens is a great knockout guy. And I, th- I think Zabit's a better grab. I think Zabit's a better finisher on the ground than Stevens is on the feet. Stevens can kind of just chase after guys for ages, like he did with um, with Moicano. And Moicano looked good in that fight, but Stevens looked bad, not really as a function of Moicano looking good. If that makes sense. So. No. I think, um, yeah, I think fight doesn't go the distance is decent. It's just that if Stevens wins, I'd actually expect it to be by decision. Yeah, he's got a, yeah, he's definitely got a decision path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 50. Decision. Yeah, the debate holds is just stupid, but it's hype train for you. <laughs> I think, yeah, him, walk on debate is just pure optimism. <laughs> I, I, I do Same like Tyrone. Zabit's grappling game is really like I, I really actually think it's good and can take out oh, a lot of roster. But I I like his striking game is just it's like fine like it's not bad or anything. But I just feel like it's highly overrated. He'll throw like a spinning kick and miss, and Joe Rogan will like have an orgasm cage side. Yeah, I mean, and I think Zabit is a better boxer than he's given credit for in the sense that he has like. A decent jab, he has a good left hook, and he's a worse kicker than he's given criticism for because he just keeps throwing spinning stuff and you know, not much of it lands. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, next fight, now we're on the main card. Cody Garbrandt, the disgraced champion, faces Pedro Munoz, the best. Um, yeah, I'm I'm favoring Munoz here. Um I think it's a very close fight, and I think it's Regardless of who you favor, um, Munoz is worth a bet because I think it's a very, very close fight. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, I, think, I think a Garbrandt win looks like a one-sided ass-kicking because it probably means yeah. Garbrandt runs out, sprints out, and does what he did to Almeida. <laughs> but Munoz is essentially a slower, more powerful Almeida with a chin. <laughs> <laughs> At and this point. A better game on the outside, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'm on Munoz here. Like, I think he's going to finish him, personally. Um, I, like, a, a lot of people I, like, respect who I've had conversations with, I feel like are on Garbrandt a little bit. But I just think he's going to kind of force him into a firefight. And yeah. I, I, I think he's going to take, take him out. Like, I, I really do. Um, I think he can land leg kicks and kind of dis- – like, I feel like Cody will probably box him up a little bit early. But I, I, I think Pedro's chin will be fine, and I think he's going to eventually force a firefight, and I think he's going to clip him and hop on a guillotine or just knock him out. Um, the I feel like the KO and sub lines could be pretty interesting here. I mean, I, I could see, like, Cody out slicking him, but I, I feel like he didn't – I feel like he didn't look nearly as good in that second Dillashaw fight. Like, he didn't look nearly as fast, or his counters weren't there as much. And I don't know if it's like – I know he's had, like, really major surgeries like i don't put too much stock into that but i just think he's gonna get i think he's gonna get clipped like i, I think eventually there will be a pocket exchange and munoz is gonna take him out yeah okay. agree um I, i'm very big on the fight to end fight to end inside the distance generally i just can't really say this how it doesn't go to <laughs> yeah i, I just, well, don't, I just don't see it's fine not going to uh one point it's minus 200 at the moment essentially but i just don't see how this yeah. goes 
to the season, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I find it's like minus 400. I think the way I'd, like, describe this is it's kind of Munoz. Munoz is shown against Dodson, uh, things that can both hurt him against Garbrandt and help. Like, against Dodson, it was uh, Dodson's kind of pure hand speed and foot speed that gave Munoz problems because Munoz was able to just walk forward and Dodson onto the defense onto the defensive with with like oh. flurries that weren't actually that good but you just force him onto the defensive and Munoz couldn't actually counter because they were fast as shit and then Dotson would just circle back so I think Garbrandt like if Munoz was pressuring heavily I think Garbrandt could just get away with it by swinging but I also think that Munoz isn't going to be put off from pressuring at all because Dotson was just leading him around the cage and Munoz would just plod forward every single time so I think given how like rote Garbrandt is, Garbrandt is just two three three two over and over. I think Munoz could get away with just forcing a bunch of exchanges, um, figuring out Garbrandt's timing, even if he's taking a few shots, and eventually just left hook him to death. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I, 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 at those odds, like uh, I, I could easily see Garbrandt winning, but I just I would not be betting him at like minus one. 80 or whatever the fuck he is right now. Yeah, 165. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I, yeah, I could see Cody just sprinting through Pedro, but I don't know. I, yeah, the odds are stupid. Yeah. And yeah, I actually like Pedro. I like his game more than people seem to. Like, the narrative on Pedro seems to be that he's like slow. And that's kind yep. of true because he's on the slower side for a Bantamway. But yep. I like the way he dealt with like a pure boxer in Johns and he just kind of killed Brian Carey with body kicks. I think he's pretty smart, and he has uh, underrated danger in exchanges. His left hook is actually really good, and I rate Rob Font really highly, so the fact that he was able to kind of beat him in the – like he was getting boxed up, but he was also beating him in the boxing by virtue of rocking him. So Yeah, yeah, that, that's like kind of how I could see this going for a little bit. Like he, he was getting jabbed and kind of touched up like for the first few minutes, and then all of a sudden – he wasn't getting touched up as much and started landing his own shots. And then it, it clearly, the pressure was getting to font. And I could see that same thing happening here. Like, uh, yeah, I think, I think I mentioned this earlier. Like I'm really interested to see where his KO and sub split lines are, because I think like I hit him at plus eight fifty by KO over Caraway and that hit. And like, I just like wonder because I think he really only has like that's like one of his few KOs he has. So, but then like Cody's been knocked out a lot lately. So I wonder what the bookie like will split on those two props. Like I, it's definitely worth a look when they come out. Make sure Pedro's Pedro could just drop him and jump and jump for guillotine and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. It's just I think like Cody's chin is like bad enough to where he might like he could just go down to where. He won't even be going for a shot anymore, you know, and like so, no guillotine will be there. Like he might just go down. Uh, yeah, uh, Jamie, like, pull, Jamie yeah. pull up uh, Moonhaws Johns. <laughs> <laughs> I had fucking Moonhaws RTD. I was triggered. Are you, are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Yeah, there's like that, thirty-five that finishes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, like when Moonhaws just spends like fucking ten minutes guillotine together. It's like stop for fuck's sake. Yeah. And the rest could have multiple times. Yeah, I could, I could see a bunch of uh, fight doesn't go the distance, lying because Munoz Garbrandt's dead body and tries to guillotine him. 
Yeah, that's pretty much that's how. Like John's at the end of the fucking second round, he gets picked up by his fucking corner, <laughs> and the ref is just like, "Yeah, that's okay." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next fight, Tisha Torres, number seven, strawweight. This is Weili Zhang, and I haven't followed either of these. I've I watched um Torres get ripped apart by Joanna and Andrade, but I haven't seen enough of Zhang's fights to um, have an educated read on this one. Yeah, this is actually a good female MMA fight. I feel like I actually I, I like Zhang's game. Like she she's pretty ruthless, man. Um. She's a pretty good striker. She uses kicks well. Um, and, like, she'll get on top and just bow you to death. I, I had her inside the distance against Aguilar, and she, like, literally killed her. It was a fucking was crime crazy. scene. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but Gugabe, I don't know your thoughts on this one. I have a, like, slight lean to Torres just because I fade newcomers. Because fuck newcomers. Yeah. Um... And also, like, Daniel Taylor, she didn't really impress me that much in that footage. Yeah, she landed on Zhang, like, a few times, even though Zhang, I feel like, pretty clearly won the fight. Like, I think I, I, think I gave her all three rounds, but I no. can see Torres having, like, one of the main things I saw on taping this one, if, if Zhang gets her down, which I think it's possible, uh, Torres is way too accepting of side control, and I think Zhang will immediately move to mount and like take advantage of that. And I, I feel like she could beat her up there. Um, yeah, and then on, on the feet, I think like it's actually pretty close, but I would, say, yeah, I, I, like I, I could see either girl kind of winning rounds on the feet personally, but yeah. I don't know if I'm going to bet on this one. But I would probably lean slightly to Zhang, but I think it's a close competitive fight. It's a pretty good women's MMA fight. Like, I'd actually tune into this one. I mean, yeah, should be fun. Think, they yeah, both come forward. Zhang seems aggressive enough that a fight doesn't go the decision, go to decision. Seems like a better version of her line, kind of. Because I think um, Torres doesn't have... Torres has, like, exactly one finish, I believe, in her professional career. Yeah, but, she's only been involved in one finish. In yeah, career. it was like the Juliana Lima... Lima yeah. her single leg, and Torres just teleported onto her back. So Torres yeah. is not really a finishing threat, but I think Zhang yep. um, ITD at plus three hundred that might be worth a bet. Yeah, it opened up even like better than that, like plus three seventy, I think, and people hit it yep. immediately. Like people were people were onto that one. Um, yeah. I think it's pretty clear she can get a finish here, but it's a good fight. I actually like this one. Yeah, this one's good. Um, I I'm mostly familiar with Zhang because of the. Um, the Aguilar finish, where she just chopped her up from inside the triangle. That was great. Yeah. Um, uh, next fight, we're on to um, Robbie Lawler versus Ben Askren. And I am so not a um, Ben Askren believer. I, ben Askren's game just seems really binary in a sense that you either buy it or you don't. And I'm kind of in the camp of not buying it at all. Because I think uh, he struggled enough with guys like Jay Huron and Sapo that Robbie Lawler's legitimately good defensive grappling is going to fuck him up. Yeah, I, I kind of agree there. I just I don't see why the line is where it is. There's just so many question marks. I'm like, who who is with a straight face betting on Ben Askren at the moment? Yeah, it's like the <laughs> only justifiable the only justifiable thing to bet on him is his decision line, which is like even like, I, I don't know why the fuck you bet him at minus 
hundred or whatever, whatever he is yeah. right now. He's not really a finisher. Like he, he's finished a bunch of like no name Korean guys and one FC, but he isn't too much of a finisher. Like I don't expect him to easily pass guard and get like an arm triangle or something. Um, he's gotten that sort of thing before, but mostly cause those guys just give up. Askren has been lying on top of them for too long. And yeah. Lawler doesn't seem like the kind of good. A, just because of defensive grappling, and B, because Lawler, he fought, like, what? It was two and a half rounds against RDA with a fucked up leg. So I don't see Ashkin yeah. getting finished regardless of whether he wins. Yeah, I just think Lawler stuffs a few. Um, I, th- I think Lawler's um, first level takedown defense is intelligence enough. Ashkin just seem the way he wrestles, I'm not hugely convinced of it because it's just uh, the funkiness. It just means he has a bunch of weird entries. I think Lola just punches him in the face repeatedly until Askren falls over. Yeah, I think Askren, Askren's scary in the clinch. Like, when he gets there, he I remember he basically bent Korshkov in half. But yeah. it was, yeah. his entries have never been good. His entries are kind of running forward and crashing. Because he doesn't have the striking aptitude to do anything in terms of entering, like, in a smart way. So. Yeah. Just gonna plot towards Lawler and get fucked up. I, I prime Lawler, I would max bet at minus two hundred. But even this version of Lawler, he's worth a bet, especially at plus odds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, also, I, I don't see how the way Lawler fights. I don't see how age is gonna make it decline that much. Like, yeah, his chin's probably gone, but. Gaskin. <laughs> his, his chin's gone. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I think Lawler definitely has declined to even like um, the the cowboy fight. I think you should have nuked cowboy. He's pretty much the perfect stylistic antithesis to everything cowboy does well. But yeah. he had a close decision where I think I don't remember how I scored it. I feel like I scored it for Lawler, but I'm not sure. I know there was an argument for scoring it for cowboy, and the fight was way too close. And Lawler it was a close fight. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. True. Uh-huh. I, don't know. I just feel like Askren can't. If um, Lawler shucks off one or two shitty entries and just punches them in the face repeatedly, I just yeah, pretty much. One one thing I will say, like I uh, I wish I would. I'm this is one of the three fights I haven't taped yet, and I don't know. Like it's all about the takedown here, obviously. Um, but one that? thing I will say about Askren, like like he yeah, I mean he he's a punching bag first of all. Like if he moves forward, he'll just like eat shots if you. He had a fight in one FC against like Nikolay. I forget. I forget his name. Some roided up Russian guy. Nikolay Alex, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, that dude. Yeah, because like th- there were like periods of like three minutes where he would just like not get a takedown and just be getting like thirty unanswered punches in a row. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I-, I will say like one thing that he does do well is like he. I feel like he has like amnesia during his fights. So he'll get like punched, but he still like won't get discouraged that he's missing takedowns and like looking bad missing them and then all of a sudden he'll get like a really good body lock takedown so so like i will say he like commits to his game but yeah i i do agree i i need to tape this a little more but i feel like the line's way off i mean that's a huge return for a guy who is 10 billion times better on the feet so yeah yeah I just, I just see a bunch of poor logic around. Like, I've had people, I've had people various things like being like, he's an Olympic wrestler. He's a way better functional wrestler than the RDA or something. RDA has elite fucking clinch technique. It has elite clinch entries. It builds his game a lot better. Yeah, I mean, RDA, he, even if RDA weren't an elite, can strike well enough that he can actually shoot for takedowns without just 
getting intercepted every single time. Yep, pretty much. Because Audio I... just has, you know, just really late pressure. Well, yeah, what the fuck does um, uh, Ask couldn't do? To push, he, he just sort of walk, he just tries to walk through you, really. Yeah. It's not... Jay, Jay Huron, like, also arguably won the fight against him. It was, like, a long time ago, but Askren's game hasn't changed at all. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I remember people had the excuse for the Huron fight that he hadn't been training wrestling and he'd been training only striking. And yep. my that has always just been, where's the evidence in his actual game? Because he's just as pitiful as I'd expect someone who literally just... I'd expect someone who watched no boxing and nothing in terms of striking to strike the way Ben Askren does. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, well, they're, they're training of hoofed, aren't they? So they should, they should, they should be better than they should be better than that. Uh, like, I mean, not, Woodley's never really improved the striking much. With, I think he's training with Rufus. Like, oh, Ruf, Duke Rufus. Sorry, Hoofed and Rufus are the same person in my head. But I, I think I, I think Askren used to train striking, and he actually intelligently realized he's just not capable of doing it. So he just focused everything along just his wrestling game but yeah i i do agree with siri i'm like I, i'm not buying that i wasn't training wrestling type of thing um no. and like I think it's sort of a philosophical type thing where you can say do i want to be well-rounded or do i want to funnel people into the area where i'm really good i think Cody garbrandt's a good example of that in a sense like he is well-rounded in most senses he's not like very good at range but he can funnel guys into the pocket by having ridiculously good takedown defense and scrambling, and guys just can't hang with him in the pocket. The problem with yeah. that, he doesn't have that funneling mechanism either. He's just really good in one place, and he, there's no real way to get an elite talent there. So, Gillespie's a good example of that too. He do, he doesn't fuck around any like at all really with his striking anymore. He just stays out of range and then just dives in for a shot. Uh, he'll clasp his hands and wait till you get tired and just keep Matt returning you and doesn't really let you get a game going exactly lawler himself is a good example of that lawler hasn't gone for a submission in the ufc ever he's not he hasn't tried to train grappling to grapple he's tried to train grappling so that he can keep striking the problem is that askren hasn't trained striking so that he can start grappling or he hasn't gained the aptitude to do that um that's decent that's decent bit i was just saying i just got um a unit on Lawler inside the distance plus um Minhaz Garbrandt not to go the distance uh, plus six to eight for Parlay. And Parlaying is stupid, but still. Yeah, two late parlays are okay. Yeah, plus yeah, plus six to eight's not too bad for that. Yeah. Um uh next fight, we have welterweight title fight between Tyler and uh Kamaru Usman. And I believe all of us are on Usman here. Because what the fuck is this like community? <laughs> it seems like the whole community is somehow taking this massive 180 on Woodley after the tilt it's fight. It's absolutely crazy. It's crazy. Like coming into the tilt fight, you'd be convinced Woodley was terrible. <laughs> Everybody just seems to that just seems to have just broken him through. He shot from being like pound for pound number 20 to number pound for pound number one. It's crazy. I've seen people say he's top five all time, and like I know there are just some random what? Twitter crazies, but. Nuts that people actually believe that off beating Darren Till. Good, but I think people, it's pretty much just pure recency bias. Even this line, minus 25 for Woodley against um, Usman, who's, Usman is relatively hard to look good against. 
RDA got nothing going against him. Yeah. Also, I saw, I saw a decent bet in Australia where we can get um, Osborne to complete three, more than three takedowns at um, plus 225. Are you serious? That's yep. great. Oh, my God. <laughs> no I, outcomes. I, I like, yeah, I, I've, uh, I've gone after people on Twitter like over this fight, uh, basically saying if the fight actually plays out and doesn't end in the first two rounds, that Usman will... Like the net takedown advantage, well, he's going to take him down way more than Woodley takes him down. Um, yeah. yeah. I feel like most of that bet or most of that line is just people being like, Lee has 98% takedown defense while ignoring that 90% of Maya and Shields shooting hopeless. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's Maya shooting a single leg and fall, like, like literally falling to his back while shooting the single leg. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like this line is ridiculous. A fight, it kind of, I mean, I'm not comparing Woodley to the guy I'm about to mention, but a, a, just the concept of the fight, it kind of reminds me of like T. Edwards and Bermudez in the sense where I feel like there's going to be early danger for, for Usman. And then after that, I really don't, I, I think he's going to dominate him. Like, like I, I think 10 8 rounds are in play in the fourth and fifth or a finish. Um, and like, like he has historic output, Usman. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think he's the best welterweight, like the best welterweight round winner that there is right now. And Woodley doesn't win rounds. Like he just like he he's fought nine guys in a row who like haven't made him work at all. So yeah, I, I, this line's really dumb. Like if you're gonna play Woodley, play his his ITD or KO line. Don't play a minus two hundred money line. You can get plus two two five on the KO, so check that. Yeah, but that's way better. I mean, I think one parallel that uh, Gugabe makes a decent amount is uh, Woodley and Dodson, and it's pretty similar. Once, like once he met, I was thinking Woodley Asunsao. Dodson's better, but, but still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was thinking Woodley Asunsao, except Woodley's more athletic and hasn't faced good boxers. But Woodley Dodson is a that seems to make a weird amount of sense, just in the sense that. He's all open guard shifting blitz, not sh like open guard running blitzes with the rear hand, and it works because he's um, facing a bunch of open guard guys. So I think, uh, yeah, I definitely think Woodley gets 10 aided round four and five if Uzi can not be scared off by the right hand. I just, I, I don't think he's going to be scared off. Like, like he never fights that way. And um, I, I, I guess it's possible, but I, I just, I think it's either he's going to get he's not going to get scared off and I think he's either going to get KO'd or just make him work. But one reason why I'm less concerned about the KO for Woodley than other people is because I mean, we all know Woodley backs up to the fence. He does it all the time. And especially early and he, then he's kind of like waiting to read and and go after you with a knockout and do his blitz that he always does. But I think him doing that early is going to allow Usman opportunities just to clinch up and kind of have moments. Because Woodley doesn't land too many elbows off the break or anything. And I feel like there will be some safe zones early for Usman just to clinch up and wear him down a little bit. And just some of the danger time early in the fight will be them clinching up. So I feel like there's less window of a Woodley KO than there usually would be. Because I actually do think Usman will engage him immediately. Because Usman always clinches you up. He does it all the time. 
Um, yeah. And the fact that Usman or the fact that Woodley just backs up to the cage pretty much every fight, I think there's going to be a lot of clinching early. I, I'm very confident there will be clinching early up against the, up against the fence. So. Yeah. yeah, I think um, one thing that's gone kind of overlooked, and it's something that I've talked a bunch about, is that Woodley's faced at the elite level a surprising amount of southpaws, and it's the sort of thing, it's kind of, it's not as, um, like, it's kind of like Weidman, except Weidman's not as reliant on the southpaw game as Woodley is, because yeah. Woodley, he's basically, he doesn't have a lead hand, he basically doesn't. He faints with it sometimes, and obviously he needs it for like takedowns and clinches and stuff, but there's no threat coming from his lead hand. Where Usman did a decent job uh, jabbing against um, against RDA to drive him back. So I think, like, when it comes down to orthodox versus orthodox, it generally turns into a lead hand battle more than the rear hand battle. And Usman yeah. is better equipped to win that, where Woodley has been so reliant on the rear hand for um, so long that I feel like Usman not running in with his chin in perfect position for it is going to cause real problems. Yeah, great. And also, like, he's not going to have that weird stare off, that weird stare down state, which the Wonder Boy and Table Fights yeah. most all boil down to. Yeah, that's that's the big, like, X factor here, I feel. And he, he's really bad off his back, Tyron Woodley. Like, if you watch him against Rory McDonald, really the only guy who's put him there. And it was off, like, a multi directional type of takedown, which is what Usman does. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think Tyron could be in a lot of trouble. Like, and, um, he, he doesn't really do anything off his back. He just kind of holds your posture because he doesn't want to get punched, I feel. That's a decent price. I can get um, Osmond to win by KO round four or five at 14, uh, plus 1,400. That's nice. That's a good line. Yeah. I've, got, I've already hit um, four and five individually for sub at 7,500. So. Yeah, it's like, also a fight where like... Oh, go on. Well, it doesn't seem chinny, but I think he could just give up or he could just get too tired to just yeah his body is just heavy yeah it'll be like yeah. it'll be like a volume work ko like type of thing yeah. like tko yeah or some arm yeah, or just some easy or just enforced arm trying i'm sure yeah yeah it's the sort of thing i think um i'm not sure if woodley is like chinny or has like cardio issues and stuff because he's done a good job if he does yes he he's done a good job hiding in but usman legitimately gassed out rda with his clinch work takedowns and stuff and he yeah. beat Jason, and RDA is, he's inhumanly tough. He got the kitchen yeah. sink by Eddie Alvarez. So I think statistically, it's unlikely that Tyron Woodley is that tough. And Pretty much. Usman is, he only he only got stronger against RDA as the fight went on. So I think and there was pot against your Browns, it's all Usman. And there was spots against RDA. Like if, if they'd stopped RDA in like round four, I wouldn't have been like massively upset. Yeah. RDA like, yeah, on a, yeah, and RDA is a lot top. Luckily, hit. Look at RDA vs Ferguson. RDA is going for the fucking end with Ferguson. I don't think Woodley's got that sort of cardio. That's all grit. In fucking Mexico City too. At altitude. I've seen Woodley come back from adversity, really. Uh, like, I mean, the Wonder Boy fights, I guess, but like Wonder Boy no, wasn't doing I mean, a lot. He's had nine fights where there was like nothing happening. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't um, really see Woodley uh, really dig his way out of a hole. The, the the one fight I'll, I will say that he like fought back and it was kind of a war was Nate Markhart back in Strikeforce a long time ago. I mean, he ended okay. up getting finished, but he, he did like, he, he was fighting back. Like I'll, I'll give him props there. It's just, yeah. it, his fights are so, I, I've never bet on a Tyron Woodley fight because his fights are kind of hard to predict because people get scared of his power and like 
he can KO you, but he doesn't really do anything. But I feel like this is the easiest fight to predict because it's truly going to be a guy who's going to make him work. So it's either going to be an early KO for Tyron or he's going to get fucked up. And I, I just feel like the odds are way, way off because I think him getting fucked up is more likely than him getting a KO. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, also, kind of uh, the same dynamic I figured with um, if RDA ever ended up fighting Woodley. It's like RDA would have the disadvantage in the southpaw against Woodley. And it's also that RDA wouldn't stop coming forward. So if he had the defense to not get cracked, then Woodley would just get fucked up. I agree. Uh, I, I think this is the issue. I, I really have the same read for Woodley uh, with him versus fucking Pontinibio, him versus Covington, him versus Usman, him versus RDA. Him versus Cerrone, even. Cerrone, ah, Cerrone's a step too far, in my opinion. Well, for Woodley. I think Pontinibio would really murk him. Yeah, um, like... Badly. Yeah. yeah. I think Pons might actually be his worst matchup. Uh, I think... Yeah, no, I, 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 I could see him beating Covington, though. I think yeah, he wouldn't be a good match. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't be able to challenge um, Tyron Woodley, because he sucks. <laughs> I think Pontinibio is a decently bad matchup, but he also he's also pretty hittable, and he got in a war with Neil Magny, which you don't generally do if you're a top talent. If you're a top talent, you tend to just you know destroy him in like one round. But I think Masvidal might be a worse matchup if he didn't keep phasing out of fights because Masvidal has a very good jab, and Masvidal can you know kind of needle him from the outside and has the um, he has sort of good defensive. Like fundamental, he knows what to do when someone's forward at him. He can pivot and you know check hook and stuff. So I think Masvidal might be a worse match than um, someone like. Paul. But I also think that Usman is worse than both of them for. for Wood. I think Masvidal Woodley happened at one point. Let me just um pull up the. Um, I don't think so. No, it hasn't. It hasn't happened. Uh, I'm sure it happened. Give me a second. Let me just check what event it was. Uh... I can find it. I'm pretty sure. I know Masvidal like was close shit. to getting a title fight with um with the Maya fight, and I thought he might have won that fight, but they they they, they trained. It was ATP. called UFC Nine Shamrock versus um Dan Seven. That's what that's the last time that fight happened. I'm sure, I'm assuming I'm going like way too deep into my nerdery here. It's one where they for 30 minutes circled around each other and did nothing because the um, punches were banned at the last second. <laughs> I, mean, I just, I just couldn't see Masvidal Woodley being like ten fighters, ten punches thrown for twenty-five uh, no, minutes. No, they ha they haven't fought. Yeah, but they would just be, the volume would be nothing. They just neither yeah. would they, they would just do nothing. They'd stare at each other. I, I feel like, like I mean Masvidal, Masvidal could definitely beat him, but would Masvidal? Yeah, Masvidal would take the early rounds and then remember that he just doesn't care. Has a bunch of money, so he could just chill and get to the end of the fight. <laughs> Why? Yeah, and like I'm not saying Woodley. Like I think we all agree Woodley can obviously get a KO. It's just like, yeah. so, like if that happens, I'm not gonna. I mean, there's no. definitely times like I'll admit when I'm wrong on a fight, but if he just like gets KO'd early, I'm not gonna regret my Usman bet. Yeah. yeah, like I've got 600 bucks on Woodley KO at the moment. I'm, I'm definitely including that as a possibility. <laughs> I just don't think it's... I just think that's his only path to victory. I think Woodley's... His game just doesn't make a ton of sense. And it's not like Ortega levels of not making sense. But it's... 
he basically on the feed he has a right hand and he's macgyvered that into insane utility yeah Yeah. it's just matchups but i think it's also that he knows i think the fight iq meme is just that it's just not particularly excuse me i don't think willie's fight iq is like amazing or anything but i think he's done a good job like leveraging his right hand both as a threat and as a weapon and given that that's basically his only weapon on the feet, he ditched leg kicks like a long time ago. Um, yep. He's done very well for himself with a limited skill set. Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think he's like, I think he's conserved his energy well, like throughout his last eight fights. It's just that's not he's not going to get away with that here. Um, I mean, I, I feel like we're beating a dead drum kind of at this point, but it's just like, yeah. it's true. It's truly like he's going to, he's actually going to have to work for once, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Next night, the main event. John Jones. Uh, Anthony Smith, submission for a move on. <laughs> yeah. Anthony <laughs> Smith. Um, yeah. That bet, that bet was insane. It was obvious. It's ridiculous. I don't know, for just moment one, the second I heard that fight, I was just playing Anthony Smith by a rear naked choke in the third round after Ozdemir gasses. It was just the natural call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel, I feel like this fight, this fight here, I feel like Jones can just, like, fuck with us because he can truly get a finish, like, any time he gets a takedown, he can get a finish. So it's like, or he could just, like, volume kind of throw kicks at the body for, like, a few rounds and just like not go for the finish or he can just be like all right fuck this double leg him past him out and i mean like vulcan owes demir was fucking up anthony smith in the second round it's like it's like jones's ground and pound is absolutely insane like the way he just whips elbows so yeah it's like whenever he decides like i'm gonna finish this now it's like he's fighting someone in the gym he can just decide when to finish the fight yeah, I'm targeting like... Jones by decision if I can get like plus 1400 or something stupid. Because <laughs> I just feel like there's a decent chance Jones just doesn't do anything. He just like patiently kicks him in the leg for 50, for 25 minutes. Yeah, I think, <laughs> like, imagine if I feel like this is the sort of fight where Jones might just call up to family members and have them put money on Jones' decision for him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the line's going to be insane and Jones is going to stall the entire fight and still win like a 50 43. That's well, like he, a bit out of like... character for Jones. <laughs> no, yeah because he actually has that like at the snap of his fingers if he wants to win by decision he can just do it <laughs> like, like, like like he can control all three of his outcomes like if he wants to win by decision he can easily do that if he wants to win by knockout he can take him down and then just like back mount him and elbow him into like another dimension or he can just back mount him and get a rear naked choke so it's like it's like he he can win by submission knockout or decision at any time he wants if he just decides to go for the takedown and kill him or just like gugabe said just throw pitter patter leg kicks and just outvalue him i'm personally just on jones sub because i got plus 320 which i like a lot but now it's down to like plus 200 so <laughs> I, I i personally think jones sub is the most likely outcome uh, probably. I think. Like, I, I just, I just don't think there's. Um, I mean, Alex Sander Gustafsson is mentally weak. Alex Anthony Smith is mentally strong. And yeah, and how often do you get like un unforced like t- just ground TKOs these days? I mean, Most the time they roll over and you get something else. 
On the one hand, you really don't, but on the other hand, like Gustafsson, if you think about it, he hasn't really spent a ton of time on the ground. Like, but Gustafsson has always been pretty good at like the momentum going. You know what I mean? Like, sort of just gets out before DC could consolidate a position. So once Jones like actually got the, I don't know if it comes down to being mentally weak. It might, but I'm more inclined to believe it comes down to just Jones being insane on the insane on the ground. Just yeah. backlock and beating the shit out of them so yeah full disclosure i had a large bet on jones uh, submission slash decision against um what's his name um uh, gustafson so i pissed him off oh, by that it's it like just give him the red i could choke you cunt <laughs> yeah it, like if you go a prop bet with him you can get mad at him so easily because he can easily like hit your prop if he feels like it but Uh, yeah, seems that's the end of um, UFC 235, which is a overall pretty good card. With um, it's just that the main event is kind of bad because Jones should just kill him. But yeah, co-main event is probably the technically most interesting fight on the card. So um, what do you what do you guys feel is the best play on this one? Um, I'm thinking Usman straight up. Yep. Yeah, I'd probably say so. Uh, or Lola, or Lola. Oh yeah, Lawler. That's possible. Yeah. I think Usman yeah. is a bit more reliable than Lawler because Lawler might just show up shot after like what was it over a year off from that leg injury. But both are good bets. Yeah, I, I think I think Usman is a real. I mean, I, I just don't think you can get a round winner like that at plus one seventy that often. So. Um. Yeah, so after 235, we have the Wichita card, which is disturbingly weak. But um, yeah, there's a ton of fights coming up. And um, yeah, any last takes from either of you? Thanks for the okay, I'd say. Yeah, I like like the card. It was good. So um, that's the end of today's show. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me, both of you. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, me, guys. No I really appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Our pleasure. Um, yeah, another successful episode of WMA all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it's going to be. Like, I know this was a joke suggestion, but that's what it's going to be. Uh, we, just, we just lost half of your voice. And we gained the um, sweaty, creepy um, WMA fetishists. Actually, I remember reading something a while ago. Apparently, WMA does better ratings than the rest of like the UFC because there's just like sure. such a there's like this weird fetishism. There's like this weird fetish um, audience, I guess. Um, it makes sense. I'm not. Oh, um, fucking Paige Van Zandt drew in a bunch of numbers when guys like um, like Diaz Johnson didn't or something like that. So yep. good fights aren't really the draw anymore. Uh, yeah, that's um, that's the end of the show. Thanks for joining me, and we'll see you again for another episode of WMMA All Day Every Day. See you guys. See you. Thanks for having me. No problem. See ya. Bye. <laughs>